Hello, welcome to the Opinionistics. I'm your host, Jami Alone. In this episode, one is at a play at a thing, which I res- I respect, and the other, well, well, he's taking a break. But we are wishing the very best. So, introducing from Atlanta, Georgia, Bernadette Boas. Hi, how are you? Going great. Awesome. So, so the last time we part, you were, we were on the Risk Eleven podcast with yours truly, Risk Eleven, who is now retired from content creating. Oh wow! Good for for good for them. I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how, how's your life since then? Oh, wow. Uh, It's gotten very, very busy, which, you know, we all love to stay busy, not too busy to where we're, you know, not able to enjoy ourselves. But uh, I'm finding a really nice blend of both uh, very, very active uh, work opportunities. And then, of course, a lot of fun social opportunities. So uh, it's been awesome. All right, then. Sounds good. And to all the listeners of The Opinionistics, more about what you do in in the in your life and what you're currently doing right now and so on and so forth sure uh well i'll blend a little personal with uh professional personally i uh you mentioned i was i'm in atlanta georgia and i have two passions two p's for passions and that's pickleball and puppies and um currently i'm sitting here with two casts on each well one on each hand uh, one's from pickleball and one's from puppies. Um, but uh, that, you know, that kind of brings me, despite the cast, that brings me a lot of the joy that, you know, I was mentioning in my life, along with, you know, family and friends. But then professionally, I have been very actively engaged with both uh, entrepreneurial and corporate leaders uh, to really help them, um, you know, kind of enrich and and evolve themselves as what I call powerhouse leaders. So doing a lot of uh, one-on-one and group coaching, a lot of training, a lot of uh, disc assessments and 360 assessments, but really just working and wanting to uh, help as many uh, of the hardworking, uh, you know, corporate professionals out there and entrepreneurs really ensure that they are optimizing and maximizing their potential in their work and in their life. Fabulous. And out of all of that, what has been your biggest achievement so far? I would say, let's see, ever, like ever, or in this past year, or all of it? (laughs) Do, maybe ever, perhaps. Ever. Uh, Well, I have to say, I'll break it down to, um, I would say in the past year and a half, it has been the greatest achievement has been really some of the work and transformations that I've made uh, with my clients because nothing is better. I mean, that's why some people are coaches and, and consultants, but nothing really is better than seeing someone, um, w- you know, with the desire to transform, but they're struggling in some way, shape or form. Uh, and, and yet they put the effort in, they do the work, they take the actions and you just see and find a whole different person kind of, you know, um, uh, kind of growing right in front of you. So that's been absolutely awesome. And then I would say, 
you know, since I've come out, come out on my own in 2008, you know, being, being on your own is, you know, is definitely challenging and uh, it took a number of years, but, you know, now I really have built up a team and built up a platform of my business and a framework that I work on to where I, you, you get to that point where you feel really confident and comfortable and, and pretty grounded in what it is that you're doing. And I ha would have to say that, you know, in, a, in the first five or six years, seven, maybe I just question whether that was ever going to happen and whether or not I was ever going to find the sanity um, and the calm within not only, you know, the business, but in myself. And yet, you know, today I have absolutely found it and it just feels really, really good. Hmm. All right. And what inspired you to become a corporate executive leader coach, trainer, speaker, and so on and so forth? Already mentioned. Well, that um, it kind of happened to me. <laughs> so, um, kind of my backstory is that uh, in late 2007, early 2008, I was actually fired from my 25 year corporate career uh, from my mentor of 12 years from a, you know, C-level um, position. And here I, you know, I was standing in the middle of a parking lot with a pink slip in my hand, wondering why I just lost, you know, my entire identity and what I knew of myself um, over the decades. And then, but realizing too, that I needed to go and figure that out. And I needed to understand kind of what landed me in that parking lot. So fast forward a couple of years and I, I kind of walked myself through what I call my excavation of my soul to really understand kind of who was I and what was, was the perception of others of me to that caused my mentor of 12 years who I revered and respected and held in high regard to where he had to make the decision that I wasn't the type of leader that he wanted um, for the organization. So that really, that forced me into writing my book, which is Shedding the Corporate Bitch, Shifting from Bitch to Rich in Life and Business. And it was that that's been the foundation and the platform uh, that I've coached, trained, and spoke on in the, for the last 12 years because there's so many um, high potential, really deserving uh, professionals out there, especially in the corporate world, but entrepreneurs as well, who are just simply struggling to figure out the type of leader they want to be and they need to be in order to be successful, but not be successful in the way I went about it. <laughs> um, and that was as a very, you know, kind of nasty, abrasive um, corporate tyrant uh, stereotype, but more so to be the, the best powerhouse that they can be, um, being their authentic, true self. So uh, it, you know, at first to be quite honest, up until about 2016, so about seven or eight years, I was solely focused on entrepreneurs because I really didn't want to go back to corporate um, having left it because I felt that I'd be triggered um, into that mindset again, into that you know person that I once was. And I had been working really hard to find myself you know, and transform myself. And so it was around 2016 when actually, I'm not sure what it was that caused it, but I all of a sudden had corporate organizations reaching out to me, maybe because of my book, maybe because of my podcast, but they were reaching out to me saying, hey, 
you know, you're very upfront and honest and, and truthful about your own, your own, you know, struggles and your own transformation. I'd love you to kind of help our people really be the best that they can be. And so I slowly accepted that um, the best, the best impact I could have was where I came from. And that was in corporate Um, because I understood it. I bled it for many, many years. um, And I was really determined to want to help, you know, those individuals really be the best that they can be. Fabulous. And what was, what was life for you in growing up? Ooh, nice question. What was life for me? Uh, Well, I'm one of 12 children. (laughs) Um, from Philadelphia, uh, and I'm a middle child. And so it was very loud <laughs> growing up. Uh, it was very active. It was very busy. Um, th- it, you know, I would say we had, a, I had a very idyllic life. Um, you know, I never really wanted for anything. Not to say that we were wealthy in any, um, you know, extreme, but but my parents just really kind of set the expectation expectation from day one that, um, you know, they're going to make sure we have all of the necessities of a, of a good life, you know, education, food on the table, clothes on our back. At the same time, if there was anything over and above that, that we wanted, we'd have to work for it. Uh, so I learned at an early age, a very, very powerful business acumen as well as my other 11 brothers and sisters uh, to where, you know, we have very high levels of quality and service and, and you know, kind of expectation when it comes to uh, delivering work. My dad always used to say, um, leave people in places better than you found them. And so um, my life growing up was just, you know, being able to go out and do whatever, you know, I wanted to do, take the risks. My parents never held held even the girls, there's six girls and six boys, never held any of us back, told us that we could do whatever we wanted to do, um, kind of gave us the lesson that, you know, what they didn't know didn't hurt them. So we could go out and, you know, and carry on, I'll say. And as long as they didn't have cops knocking at their door, uh, they wanted us to feel comfortable in taking smart risks, not, not you know, crazy criminal you know, type of risk, but smart risk. So we're, we're, we weren't afraid to go and tackle whatever needed and whatever life threw at us. So, you know, I, you know, I loved it. All right, then. Fabulous. Do you travel often? I am traveling more often now um, in the past, uh, I would say, year. Um, I would say my corporate career was, was million mile or, you know, flyer. Uh, then when I left corporate, I never wanted to get on a plane again. So I rarely did unless it was for family um, who, who are all up in Philadelphia. So I would say, a, you know, good 10 years, 12 years, I only went from a uh, family and, you know, not even vaca- heavy vacations, because if I was going to have a vacation, I stayed close to home. I just really was burned out from traveling. Um, but I, but the travel has picked up both personally and professionally in the last year, and I expect that it's going to continue as I go forward. And that's what you know because I'm seeking it out as well. All right. What is the best way to start the morning? Ooh, 
best way to start the morning. I have a morning routine. It is, um, it is uh, reading, it's prayer, meditation, journaling, and then I have a couple of, uh, and that's kind of the personal uh, before I get into, uh, you know, two routine business activities. But my mornings are pretty much, uh, I, I go into it slowly uh, and it's taken 60 years to get there because I used to just, you know, kind of like a train uh, go full force into my day. But now I kind of walk into it slowly and really take time to sit down and read. Um, and it's always uh, self-development, mindset, growth type of, of uh, readings. Uh, then I, you know, focus on my prayer, meditation, my journaling, my gratitudes uh, before I start my work. And that just really opens me up for a fabulous day. Nice. Would you rather never use social media again or never watch another movie or TV show again? I would rather never do social media again. Okay, fair enough. I could... <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Jeez. I'm really happy where I am. I always have been. Um... But if I was to push myself out, out, out of the limits, I would probably say I have this idyllic idea of living in Tuscany. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to those movies I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Fabulous. What task did you complete this week that made you feel accomplished? Uh, what tasks did I complete this week that makes me feel accomplished? Um, I I was on a business trip all of last week, and there was a lot of recap and a lot of uh, follow-up I needed to do uh, with that. And I was determined that I was giving myself the weekend off, getting back um, late Friday. Uh, but I wanted it done by, like, noon Monday so I could get it off my plate and, and out to the people that needed it. And I accomplished it. Um, I had to get up awfully early to make that to make that deadline of myself. Um, but at the same time, it felt awesome that now I can just kind of work through the week and my other to dos without that pressure of wanting to, uh, you know, close out last week successfully. All right, then. Life hack. What is my favorite life hack? Hmm. What is my favorite life hack? Damn, that's a good question. Um, I would have to say life hack. <laughs> I know I have them. I'm just drawing a blank. Um, I would say just, well, I guess I didn't mention in my morning routine that uh, before I jump out of bed and, and put my feet on the on the ground, um, I when I open up my eyes, I don't allow myself to go anywhere. And I do a kind of assessment from my toes to my head to my head to my toes and shift out of any type of angst or any type of uh, not ailment, but any type of anything that's like off. 
and I work my way into uh, a, a more positive, productive, energetic, exciting state, um, both spirit or not both, but spiritually, emotionally, uh, physically, mentally. Uh, and then only then will I allow myself to get out of bed so I can go into the day uh, with a positive attitude as opposed to a potential negative. Interesting. Does that work as a life hack? <laughs> yeah, it does. A life hack for that matter. Good. I like it. Fabulous. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> if you had to, if you have to lose one of your senses, which would you choose to lose? Oh my gosh. If I had to lose one of my senses, what would I choose to lose? Taste. No, I take that back. Smell. Ah, okay. Yeah, smell. Okay. One of my sisters can't smell. Um, and I I've always been intrigued by that. Not that I want to not smell, don't get me wrong. But smell. Oh, yes. I can see that. It all... <laughs> Have you have you ever experienced any paranormal activities? Well, paranormal. I would have to say no, unless you're talking, unless we include um, divine intervention. But it's not necessarily paranormal. But I I had an experience uh, in a church about eight, nine years ago, where my deceased father, God, and Jesus showed up. Okay. And it, and it literally physically moved me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and someone, uh, uh, one of the ushers rushed over to, to figure out if I was okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was quite... It was quite an experience. It only probably happened for like a second, but it was extremely um moving oh okay what is your favorite drink my favorite drink beer ah of course even non-alcoholic beer which is what i drink these days but uh beer it's different than other other liquids so i like beer fabulous <laughs> What is the most overhyped place you've been to? Overhyped? Mm-hmm. Overhyped place that I've been to. Hmm. Ever or recently? Ever. Ever. Overhyped place. Oh my gosh. Well, there's been nightclubs that were made, you know, to be this huge deal and it was, you know, it was a horrific experience. Um, I would even have to say like Disneyland wasn't what it, you know, I mean, I like Disney world, Disneyland didn't meet my expectations either. <laughs> um, that's yeah. Great questions. Thank you. <laughs> if you had a song for every time you entered the room, what song would that be? Oh, uh, um, <laughs> um oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank on the name oh darn i have one i just need to now figure out what the title is 
I've never owned a record or an album or whatever people call it these days um, because I was more of a radio channel switcher. Um, gosh, what's that? Oh, it's about a powerful woman. It was from the, I want to say it was from the late seventies, early eighties, not brick house, but it's, it's on the vein of brick house. If you're familiar with, she's a brick house. I might've heard of it before. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm drawing a blank on the, uh, the actual song title. Yeah. I'll have to pass. Cause I can't think of what it is. All right, then. That's fine. <laughs> what silly or thing are you afraid of? What silly or funny thing am I afraid of? Silly or funny thing I'm afraid of. Um, I don't know. Are mice funny or silly? Um, like little farm mice, you know, farm mice, because, you know, I'm out in the brush a lot and in the forest a lot and yeah i don't know if they're silly or funny though well i suppose that's both <laughs> it's it's they yeah. they look like they're huge to me but yet they're like these tiny little things um, yeah they, they, they go they go they go whizzing like lightning yes 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 and I, you know, I've even attempted to catch one and that, that now I guess that's funny. Cause if you ever, if you ever record someone trying to chase a little mouse, it is quite, uh, you know, hysterical. Oh yeah. That, 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 that'd be hilarious. <laughs> What's worth spending more on to get the best out of? What's worth spending more on to get the best? Yeah. Well, I, <clears throat> I'm not into the material things anymore like I used to be. So I would have to say, uh, you know, spend as much money. I would spend as much money on investing in myself and my personal growth. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, a coach, whether that's, and various types of coaches for health or fitness or spirituality or relationships. Um, but I think, uh, anything that you can do to improve yourself is well the, worth the investment. All right, then what is the nicest surprise or favor someone has done for you? Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, well, I had a, it's a long story, but we, I'm in Atlanta, which we mentioned, and there was this major ice storm. It's called ice Mageddon back about 2015, I want to say. And it happened on my birthday, which means that we were all shut in. Like the whole city was just shut down and closed in because of this ice storm. And I was so upset because it was my birthday, but I didn't realize that a really good friend of mine had taken out his big old truck with the chains on it, which, not, you know, I don't think anybody in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia has chains on their, their trucks, but he did. And the next thing you know, I walk outside just to even open the door and have some fresh air. And there's a bouquet of flowers and a box of chocolate and a stuffed animal and a birthday card sitting there on my um, on my stoop. He didn't even let me know he had put it there. He just wanted me to be surprised by it. And I thought that that was extremely sweet of him. Oh, that's not. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which recent news story have you found most interesting? Ooh, that's going to be hard because I, I really don't want to turn on my TV ever. A uh, news story that I thought was interesting. Um, well, I guess I caught some stuff regarding the um, Oscars that went on. Um, and so I kind of was interested in, you know, hearing about the movies that kind of swept the, the Oscars awards. Yeah, that's all I got. Because I, I honestly, for about four years now, I won't watch the news. It's just too too ugly and too negative. I just can't allow myself to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What I found surprising about the Oscars, everything everywhere has won seven Oscars in one night. Like, <laughs> you can see why it's good, but you got to ask yourself, is it too good to be true or is it yes. fields? It's just... It was too good to be true because I tried to watch it on a plane my went flying home on Friday from St. Louis and I couldn't get past like 15 minutes of it. I just totally didn't get it. And I just completely, I tried so hard to understand what made this thing so great and I just couldn't do it. And I, and I turned it off. Yeah. But that's me. Yeah. Like, when people watch the Oscars, one minute they say, the Oscars are corrupt. The Academy are always picking their favorites. And then the next minute, a few minutes later, they're like, oh, yay, my favorite actor won. It's like, where are you yeah. setting your mind on? Make up your mind. Right. Right. No, it's true. No, it's very, very, very true. Yep. Yep. Amazing. It really is. Oh, yeah. It really is. What is the best way to stay motivated? Best way to stay motivated? Um, for me, it's taking walks. It's it's being active in some way, shape, or form. Like I mentioned, I, I play pickleball, and I do a lot of walking. Um, and so if when I need to be motivated, I just... Even if I walk outside and kind of walk around my backyard with the pups in tow, um, that that gets me re-motivated. That gets me um, continued to be motivated. But I would say just staying focused on something that really brings you joy uh, will keep you motivated. Absolutely. Yeah. What is, what is what has been the longest trip? Ooh. Longest trip in duration or the furthest I've been? Either. Uh, okay. So the furthest, now you're going to be testing my geography. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the, so the furthest, well, okay. So you're going to have, someone's going to have to tell me which is further. So I've been to Dubai. I've been to multiple Asian comp uh, countries. I've been to Thailand. I've been to uh, Vietnam. Um, they're pretty far. Um, so I would say those distances, cause everything else was around in the Europe and EMEA and those aren't as far. Um, so those would be distances. And then from a duration, I would say I spent a month down, um, in Hilton head, both work and pleasure. Uh, and a month is probably... Is the month the longest? Month is probably the longest trip I've ever taken. 
Wow. Impressive. Yeah. 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 Do you like spicy food? Yes. <laughs> I love spicy food. Me too. <laughs> yes, I love, love, love spicy food. I even have a craving for spicy food. Like, the spicier, the better I want more. Me too. Me too. I put, like, red pepper on everything. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Bernadette, talking about your works in corporation, your works as a speaker, and a lot of other things. It's been fabulous. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. Anytime. And until next time, stay opinionated. <laughs>